And now I'm just thinking about Sorry to Bother You because that movie was just so fucking weird. <laughs> April, have you ever seen it? No, I have not. I feel like it's one that I've been to watch and I haven't yet. It rules. The guy, and he works at a call center, and it just gets weird from there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did mean to watch it. I have not seen it yet. Now, yeah, now I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All I knew going in was that it was like a union film or something like that. I came yep. out of the theater and I was just like, well, then. <laughs> Thinking about that for a while. <laughs> Welcome back. Come on, gang, your ears. My name is Corey. Helen and April are with me. Everybody. Hello. And we are, uh, yet again, talking about manga. This time, our older series will be Death Note, and our newer series will be Sweat and Soap. Soap and Sweat? Sweat and Soap? I think it's Sweat and Soap. <laughs> okay. Sweat and Soap. <laughs> um, but for the older series, um, Death Note is uh, drawn, illustrated, drawn by Kaku. Takeshi Obaga and uh, written by Sugumi Oba. If you have uh, not heard about Death Note, well, you're in luck. It is about uh, this kid named Light Yagami who finds a notebook of death. And um, this notebook, when you write someone's name in it, the person will die in 40 seconds of a heart attack unless you specify the means in which they die. And there's a bunch of other rules, which I will not get into. But uh, Light is the son of a detective, and he, uh, as he find, after he finds the notebook, he decides, because of his strong sense of justice, to uh, remake the world in his image and start just killing criminals. Um, anybody that he can think of or see on the news, um, he just kills. And as this happens, uh, the greatest detective in the world, L becomes the person that is trying to solve this Kira case, along with a bunch of Japanese investigators. Uh, and that is pretty much the first half of the manga, or of the series. Uh, the second half goes into, um, whatchamacallit, successors for L, uh, after he, spoilers, dies. Um, as well as adding some American investigators, because there is now a uh, special provision for Kira Unix, which uh, adds some extra investigators to go after Light in his uh, quest to kill all criminals and make the world a better place. Um, I had watched the series uh, and read the series prior to this, but I reread the entire series for this, and also rewatched a couple episodes, um, but. Uh, Death Note is just like an extremely wild and compelling ride full of men. But uh, what did you two think? <laughs> um, this series for me is like a makes me think of like a specific time. So I'm pretty sure that this the anime was coming out while I was in college and I was watching it as it came out every week. And I've read the majority of the manga, but it's been several years, so I reread a little bit of it, not nearly as much as I wanted to for the podcast. And uh, those first chapters seem like they escalate really fast. Maybe it just, I, just 
like he's bored at school one day and then he's killing people. And I'm like, this went really fast. Like it just, he just, I, I don't know. It's not like it's a bad thing, but I, it just seemed like he went from like, hmm, what's this notebook to like, I'm going to be God and remake the world. And it seemed like it happened very fast. Like I only read like a volume and some change. And I'm, I don't remember it escalating this, this fast, but yeah, it's definitely. I definitely remember it being a ride and watching it all the way to the end. And so I have a lot of memories tied into this show <laughs> into the series in general, really. But yeah, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a ride. And, um, it, I noticed like that the, the backgrounds look more, or I notice it more that they look, I don't want to say computerized. It's probably not the right word. Um, but the backgrounds just stick out to me more like background characters and backgrounds. They kind of stick out to me more than, they used to when I read it before. But Helen, what did you think? You know how like one of the very memey lines that came out of the series was, I will take this potato chip and eat it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sort of experience of reading Death Note. It's like you read one chapter and one chapter is never enough. You just keep going. Uh I'm pretty sure I read um scanlations of this in high school originally because I'm not saying that's the perfect way to experience this series, but it really feeds into like some sort of your high school psyche to watch somebody go absolutely nuts with power mm-hmm. and just be like, I have a sense of justice and that means I'm going to kill people. And it's like, sir, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Um... And, and, it's, and it's just a lot of fun watching the cat, cat and mouse game between light and L as L is, pretty sure pretty early on this random high school kid is the killer he's looking for but it's just really hard to prove when there's like literal magic involved (laughs) that was a lot of fun i remember i never saw the anime i read the manga and i was good especially since let's be real the manga should have ended earlier than it did the second Mm. half not as great so by the time i was done i was just like okay yeah i'm done no need to think about this again for a while yeah yeah the uh anime also doesn't do anything special like uh, I don't know what it could do to make it uh, better than this. Like it adds more scenes where Ryuk like likes apples. Um, oh, yeah, a key in this is that like a Shinigami has dropped the Death Note, and that is how this magical thing comes to the Earth, and the Shinigami is then attached to whoever owns the Death Note, which is Light. And then there's a second Shinigami who drops a second Death Note, who becomes a second Kira. Uh, who is Misa Amane, and uh, Misa's character is exclusively in service of uh, either Light or the plot. She is just obsessed with Light and Kira, and she wants to do anything that she can for him. Um, and this is because Light is too smart to do the Shinigami ideal, which um, costs half your life, but then you can see the name of whoever you're looking at, and you need to know the name and the face of whoever you kill when you write them in the write their name in the death notes. Uh, so, obviously, having to just look at someone's face to get their name is very advantageous, but Light will not give up half his life. However, Misa will give up half her life twice uh, in order to have this power. Wait, why did she do it twice again? Because the first time she did it just because uh, the Shinigami Rem showed up, and then she's like, oh, that sounds cool, I'll do that. And then she <laughs> lost all of her memories because she gave up possession of the Death Note. Because if you give up possession of the Death Note, then you lose all your memories of the Death Notes. And, like, your, I don't know, the magical brain stuff happens where you uh, fill in the Death Note stuff with the stuff that would make sense in your brain. Um, so... When yeah, she this is could... definitely a series where it just makes up more rules when it feels like <laughs> yeah, it needs yeah. like, <laughs> conflict. 
Yeah, when she got the Death Note back from Ryuk, she did the deal again. Yeah, I, I would call Misa like a manic pixie dream girl, except that would imply she has more personality than she actually does. Yeah. I'm sorry, but she just really... She is a very flatly written character. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of all of the women, I think, are pretty flatly yeah. written. Like, um, I think I've she's not... like basically the only important reoccurring female character... Unless there was somebody on like the Japanese detective side, I'm not remembering because I think all of Elle's proteges are men or yeah, ambiguously non-binary in a sense that is not queer representation. Yeah, the two uh, the two L successors are both either male or male presenting because the the one that's kind of androgynous is named Nate, so I assume that is that's going to be a male. Um, and also these two. Um, these two Kore- on the creative team do not have a history of being progressive with uh, female characters, uh, as far as what I know from Bakuman, because I have not read that. Um, but let's see, there was uh, Ligner, who was one of the SPK members, uh, an American, and she was not <laughs> very good of a character either. Like they made several, a couple comments about how she would uh, receive contact from Mello because Nier and Mello don't really work together. So she would receive contact from Mello because she was the woman. Therefore, she would be easier to overpower if that were something that needed to happen. Which and these is are like, like preteen boys as well. Like they would yes. get their asses kicked by most adult women in a fight. Yes. <laughs> uh. Which was also likes thinking with uh, the Naomi Misura stuff early on. I think I believe that was in either Volume One or Volume Two, where she was a former FBI agent from uh, the U.S. Because that's where the FBI is. I don't know why I got that. Um, <laughs> and For some she was, reason, the FBI is going after this, not Interpol or anything. It's yes. the Americans. Because the Japanese task force or L had asked. Um, the Americans to investigate the Japanese task force and those surrounding them, which included Light, uh, which is, yes, part of this cat and mouse game and extremely compelling, but at the same time, the storyline is now Mimisura uh, trailing Light and basically solving the entire case because of the the thing that they didn't know about, the task force didn't know about, that is that you can kill someone with a means other than a heart attack, and she figured that out, but then Light is like, well, I could overpower her, and like, Light is 17 at this point, and she is a former FBI agent. He's not going to overpower anybody. Also, I don't think he, like, ever works out or anything, does he? Uh, yeah, he used I to don't play, think so. He used to play tennis, and we see one tennis scene. <laughs> I yeah. mean, if he was, like, Serena Williams, like, one of the Williams sisters, then maybe he would have enough muscle to overpower somebody, but no, he, he's, he's a twink. Yep. Also, I feel like in real life, if one U.S. intelligence agency was going to be going on like ill-advised plots in another country, it would totally be the CIA and not the FBI. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Yeah. Well, the they also had the president be killed by Kira and then the vice president come on TV and be like, well, we're not going to look after Kira or go after Kira anymore. Oh, no, wasn't there like some like recent Death Note spinoff or something where Trump got the Death Note or something? Yes, and I also read that one and I was really wild and weird. <laughs> In case you guys can't tell, Corey has just been on like a Shonen binge lately. He is just reading all this stuff of his own accord. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, I just found out about this. Um, like when it came out, I probably saw it, but I didn't. I don't think I ever read it. But like, yeah, this new one is Ryu drops, drops the Death Note again, 
and he uh, finds this middle schooler who has a very high IQ in terms of like puzzle solving and determining IQ tests, but he has very low test scores. But he basically comes up with this plan where he's going to give up ownership of the Death Note now, and Ryuk should come back two years later. So then he is going to sell the Death Note online. <laughs> to be clear, whenever we say Ryuk has dropped the Death Note, this is not by accident. He is deliberately trying to just cause chaos. Yes, he's trying to cause chaos, and he's trying to be entertained by the chaos. <laughs> Who knows, like, what Ryuk actually does as a job or anything? Like, presumably he should be out, like, killing people, harvesting stoles souls etc but he doesn't seem to be yeah. this is definitely a series where it's like don't think too hard about it just don't think too hard about the potato chips just keep eating them yep. until you <laughs> either feel full or throw up yeah exactly um but yeah i find death note like immensely compelling to read obviously i read all of it again and i didn't really intend to read all of it like i didn't think i would like the second half as much I as mean, that's also what you said about bleach <laughs> true true <laughs> But yeah, this is this is another um, another in the uh, oeuvre, I guess, of stuff that I watched when I was really getting into anime in college. Um, and I remember this one being like one of my favorites from that early period, just because it is so immediately compelling. But uh, in hindsight, extremely problematic in a lot of ways. So what you're saying is, is that Death Note is going to pop up on your like favorite manga of 2021? <laughs> I mean. I won't roll it out. Yeah, it's uh, one of those series that I really remember. I had the wallpapers on my computer. I had some sort of moving L desktop widget thing. I mean, it was it was a series that you like got really into. I remember like waiting for the final episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right, it's it's really it's really compelling i mean even just a little bit that i read you do kind of want to keep reading it to see what happens especially it's been so long that i didn't actually remember a lot of it uh but it is definitely a wild ride and i don't know that the, the i know that the women are particularly flat but i feel like a, a lot of the characters are it's just kind of like the plot moves so fast mm-hmm. and it keeps going, but it's not really the characters themselves yeah, like yeah and honestly a lot of the story kind of hinges on Light is smarter than every adult around him, mm-hmm. so you kind of have to make everybody really flat. <laughs> yeah, Light never really changes as a character either. It's just kind of you are very compelled by the cat and mouse game as Helen said <laughs> at the beginning. Um, but yeah, I guess you do see, like when Light gives up his ownership of the Death Notes uh, for a bit, you see the big dichotomy between like where he started and where he ended up where like where he started was oh this uh kira's ideology is really close to my ideology but i would never kill anybody and then you see him uh with like his very manic evil face which uh uh, credit to which one is the artist i never remember uh Obaga. Presumably you are the one with the webpage open right now yes i i had to go back to go back to wikipedia um yeah, Obaga. Um, he draws humans very well, and like in a very, I don't know if I, pleasing is the right word, but it's the word that's coming to mind, uh, in a pleasing way, that uh, just seeing the expressions on Like's face is very, is like a really good drawing thing. Uh, my brain stopped, but I like it a lot. I like the drawings. I'm not sure there's much else to say about this one, since it's a thriller 
that I think will probably always work best on someone's first experience with it. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, once you know the twists, it's a little less fun to figure out, okay, how is Elle going to, like, cover up this next murder? You know, (laughs) I'm going to hide, like, a hand-sized TV inside my potato chip bag so I can be (laughs) secretly working and doing this, you know, when it looks like I'm not. Which, you know, would have been so much easier with a smartphone today. But, you know... In the new Death Note manga, they also say, oh, he couldn't have done all a lot of this stuff, too, because there's cameras all over the streets now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, have either of you guys seen the live-action movie that came out on Netflix recently? Not the older oh, live-action no. movies, but the one where um, it was set in, like, the U.S. Yes. Hell was, like, a black detective, and it was like, that is that is a choice, <laughs> considering Hell does not make it. Yeah, Hell Hell was uh, played by Lakeith Stanfield of Gay Out fame. He was the oh, one okay. that the one that said "get out," um, but yeah, I uh, that movie was not that good. But Lucky Scanfield is great. Um, like <laughs> was he, he also in "Sorry to Bother You"? Yes, he was the main guy in "Sorry to Bother You." That's what I thought. God, that was such a weird movie. <laughs> I love that movie. It's weird though. You have to admit. Yes, it was very weird. <laughs> but yeah, Lucky Scanfield carries that movie, um, and there's no other reason to watch it. Yeah, that was the general opinion I'd seen online. I feel like I saw some of like the early live-action films, but I don't remember what. Yeah. I just sort of have a vague memory of maybe an anime club one time. Yeah, yeah I think maybe I've seen... Yeah I, yeah, I feel like I have vague memories of it, too, but it's been a very long time. But, like, I was thinking about this earlier. Death Note is kind of the uh, worse manga version of Breaking Bad, and that you see, you follow this character, and you know that he is doing all these bad and wrong things, and he's basically... Uh, driven by hubris, um, and then at the end he obviously gets his just desserts, but uh, people took <laughs> the wrong messages from it. Sorry, um, I was just thinking. I was thinking anime club cons. You know, I feel like I don't see as many L cosplays at cons these days, which is kind of surprising considering how easy that outfit is. <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel like that one is fading. Even just it is past the time of Death Note. Yeah, mm. well past. Um, I don't think they they like stopped selling Death Notes in uh, in the sales floors. What are they called? I, it's been so long since I've been to gone. I don't know what names are anymore. Dealers room. Dealers room. Gosh. Well, of course, in the U.S., every like couple of years or so, and it used to be far more frequent. You would get like a headline like "Teacher that Georgia's school discovered Death Note in kids' <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's like. And it's like, well, just calm down, guys. You know, the kids are reading, you know? That <laughs> they're yeah. reading and they're expressing their feelings. I mean, look, they could be carrying guns to school, okay? Like. <laughs> they would be more okay with that, Georgia. But we're not supposed to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alright. Well, that's enough of getting out. Let's take a break and uh, get a palate cleanser. Um, we are back with our second series, uh, Sweat and Soap, by Kintetsu Yamada. Um, and this one's put out by Kodansha, and it's a relatively new series. Um, it's about a woman named Asako who 
basically she sweats a lot. Like she's been teased a lot as a kid about her body odor. So she she's worried about it all the time. She changes a lot because she sweats a lot. And she works um, at a toiletry maker called Lilia Drop. Um, and she, they're the only, they're the only like soap I think that really works on her or for her body. So she works for them. Um, and she meets the lead product developer, um, who becomes obsessed with her smell. Um, I guess that he, I don't know if it was per, I guess it was the soap or perfumes or something like that. And he just becomes like a obsessed with her smell and wants to follow her around and smell her for inspiration. Um, the premise is really weird. Uh, <laughs> I remember this one coming out, and it looks really weird. And I'm not a huge fan of the cover of Volume 1. I feel like it makes it look even weirder. But it I, looks like she's getting sexually harassed. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not great. It's not great. Um, and I say all that to say that I, I still really enjoy this. And once you get past the initial hurdle of the the concept if that is a hurdle for you um i think it just becomes more of a story about um somebody that has an insecurity and sort of meeting somebody and dating them and trying to learn how to be with somebody else and be okay with yourself and be okay with your insecurity it just turns out that your insecurity is body odor and sweating but initially it was a little bit of a jump uh for me to get over what did you all think I should mention that this title comes to us courtesy of Dana, Corey's wife, who told me, do this on the podcast so Corey will finally read this, which um, was valid. And I had also been turned off by the premise of this series to start with. But it's actually a really fucking cute rom-com about, like, (laughs) a young adult. Like, I've seen a couple of folks compared to, like, Wodakoi, and it's got different character dynamics, a different setup, but I feel like it does have the same vibe in that you have a young adult couple who are established early and then they're just sort of navigating oh i guess we need to communicate more about this aspect and not this aspect you know etc discovering more about each other even though they're already dating just since it's not like you instantly know somebody in their whole experience as soon as you start dating um like there's a scene where the two of them are at like it's like a company retreat and asako discovers that natori is just like absolutely horrible at sports <laughs> which had just never come up before. And and she's like, oh, this is a new side to him. I hadn't seen before. But yeah, this is just a really stinking cute um, rom-com. Once you get past, like, whole... (laughs) Not worry, it's like, I need to understand boundaries here. Mm -hmm. But I really do think you smell good. (laughs) And I also related to Asuka a lot as somebody who just seems to sweat a lot, which is just miserable in the D.C. summer heat. (laughs) So I definitely related with packing an extra camisole, ducking into the bathroom a lot, etc. I was like, this is the first time I've seen someone in fiction who does the, the same things. <laughs> Although I don't like scented soap that much. I always go for, for unscented stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, she also does use some of the unscented stuff. Yeah, I just find the sense of a lot of stuff just really overpowering. So that, that, that part's not my style. Although there's a lot of funny stories in the manga related to the soap. Like, oh, there was one that someone was telling, you know, kind of to give a sense of just how dedicated Naturi is to creating soaps where he's trying to get like permission from a rose gardener and so he's going to like all these extreme lengths to like win this guy over um and yeah just these two are just two very cute characters both on their own and together as a couple yeah yeah i thought this was really cute as well i liked um 
I like their dynamic a lot. I think the Wokakoi comp is pretty good, but it's less funny than Wokakoi. Um, it's also not trying to be funny in the way that Wokakoi is. Um, but yeah, just centering on on these two people uh, consensually smelling each other is weirdly <laughs> cute. Uh, I ended up reading... We had, we had four volumes in the round, so I ended up reading all of them uh, before I started my binge of Death Note. And <laughs> yeah, I recommend the wrong order, perhaps, but... Uh, yeah, I liked, um... What do you mean, I read them in the wrong order? Well, Death Note is not, like, the greatest manga, but I read... Oh, I thought you, you read, like, Volume 2, 4, 3, oh, 1. No, no, no. Yeah, I had to think I about that for a second. <laughs> I read Death Note second, and I should have read Death Note first. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like, uh, I like these two. I think the, like, uh, the male character, I... I already do not remember their names, but the male character has a Kohai, um, an underclassman, that works with him, and she kind of had feelings for him. Um, and I like the way that they weave that character in as someone that, like, first makes a mistake and then meets with Asako, and because she works in accounting, and she's less like, oh, uh, we need to know um, everything about the receipts that you're submitting. Uh, and so, like, they become you know, at least work acquaintances, kind of buggies, they, and they're keeping this relationship secret between each other, uh, or between, like, all of their co-workers, so they don't know, the the younger classmate doesn't know that they're dating, so. <laughs> then, like, they finally uh, introduce, got introduced, quote-unquote, to each other at, at that retreat when he, when she learns, like, she's back at sports, like, the, the weaving in of these other characters as we first learn about these two characters is just very good. And the background characters are also a lot of fun. Like, one time, uh, the two of them are going to have a date after work, so Asako shows up to the office wearing something a little different than usual, and the guys in her department are like, that is a date outfit, folks. Is she going to a mixer at her brother's restaurant? No. Or um, when she's visiting home and she's talking to her mom about meal planning, and her mom is like, what, is there a boyfriend in the picture? And she's like, yes. Her mom's like, oh, chopping can wait. We need to talk about this right now. Do you have pictures? <laughs> Are we telling your father about this? No? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm jealous of you all that you all read a bunch of volumes. I just, I just read the first one, and I really I really like it. I'm like, oh, you already read them all. <laughs> I only read the first two. I, I just I figured I might as well grab two while I was at it. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the little brother character being kind of defensive of the, the sister as well, of Asako as well. Um, because she was the one that was always defending her when they were making fun of her ogre as well, or when they were in elementary school. So now that he has this very attractive and successful-looking um, guy that is going after his sister, he's like, mm, "What? what's the catch here? But mm-hmm. like, there's no catch, because they're both cute. Yeah, and yeah. the story is definitely also using dating, not, as a sen- not in the sense of changing Asako, but in some ways it's giving her a bit more confidence in herself. So she's starting to feel more confident in her outfits, her accessories, et cetera. It's changing her, but not because of Notori specifically. It's not girl changes self for guy. Mm-hmm. It's more like guy likes girl. Girl realizes, oh, I have good points. I'm going to go after some things more. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty accurate. And she talks in that first volume about 
Um, she talks to him, I think, a little bit about being insecure. And he says, okay, you know, if you feel insecure, we can kind of wait to tell everybody until you feel more confident. I was just glad that they – it shows them several times just having conversations about stuff. There's the regular, like, misunderstandings and I saw you with this person and it makes me feel weird. But they still – at least in the first volume, they still – tend to get together and talk about things which i kind of enjoyed mm-hmm. yeah i think there was a line in like one of the extras that said that even though this is asako's like first relationship she like read a lot of advice columns and so in some ways she's a little more mature <laughs> uh, i guess she was reading the equivalent of like all of the like ask a manager am i an asshole threads you know being like <laughs> here are red flags to look out for in a relationship here's how you should handle things yeah, because it's definitely a little touchy in the beginning when he's first smelling her. Like, it's a little like, mm, she seems a little uncomfortable. And he's, like, kind of following her around, like, please, let me smell you. And she's like, I don't know. I don't know if I like it. And so it's a little, in the beginning, I'm a little like, mm, but it's the story one. It really just becomes about those two people trying to navigate their relationship with each other and then how it changes um, their relationship with themselves. I haven't, at least for the first volume, I haven't seen a lot um like of the the male's character's internal thoughts besides like i need to smell her so <laughs> i don't know as much about him but for her we've seen a lot of internal change already just in the first volume yeah there's a cute chapter in the second volume where he gets a cold so his nose is all stuffed up and that actually makes him a little anxious since he's like oh i can't smell her changing emotions the way i normally do you know i can't actually i'm like are, are you actually okay coming over? I'm not being a bother. Am I? Am I? You know, he gets kind of anxious over it. <laughs> also, yeah. uh, the author's note at the end of the first volume says that the first chapter was originally a uh, one-shot, which is why it feels a little more complete. And then it did well, so editorial was like, okay, just make it the first chapter then and start a whole series. And they were like, okay, I was working on another idea right now, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was really pleasantly surprised by this one. It was... I was glad that we picked this one just because I wondered what it was about, but I was kind of like, this is going to be weird. And then, <laughs> yeah, that, that, just, that first volume cover, it looks like it should have like an M for mature readers rating yeah, on it. I almost wish they would have picked something else, but I mean, of course, the first volume cover is the first volume cover, but I, I feel like it's a little misleading. Like, it's it's sort of like that in that first chapter, but beyond that, it's, it's a little bit different than what the cover leads you to believe. Yeah. I mean, even calling it Sweat and Soap is just kind of weird. Like, I wouldn't pick up a volume <laughs> called Sweat and Soap and be like, oh, yeah, this is something that I really want to read because it's super cute. Oh, and speaking of that imaginary mature rating, I should mention uh, the characters most certainly bang in the, in the manga. <laughs> so it's not, like, detailed, but it is not subtle either. Yeah. So, you know, older team rating there. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, so, Helen, what, like, draws you to something like this in terms of a romance manga as opposed to... I don't know, some romance manga that you don't like. I mean, just like anything, it's like, how much do I believe in the characters and their relationship? You know, how much has the writer maybe tried to care about them as their own characters and then together as a couple? That's really it. Mm. That makes sense. Since, I mean, for me, it's not like I ever look at a character in a manga and be like, oh, I want to date them. But I can look at these two dating and I go, yes, that is a good choice. You two are so cute together. <laughs> And I will just skip the sexy deaths since I have absolutely no interest in those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this could have easily went the route of like a uh, somebody that just has a 
a fetish and she's not yeah. really a person. She's just the <laughs> smell. <Yeah. laughs> but every time, you know, you think it would get easier the more we talk about this series to talk about the fact that he likes to smell her. But every time I go to say it, I want to stumble over it. Like, is that how I should word that? <laughs> but uh, it just doesn't get any less awkward. But yeah, she, um, I think the, what makes this different, this series different than what you expect is that the characters are treated like people. It, it could be like weird. It, it makes me think of another manga series that I hate to admit to, but that I have read. And it's that series, Breasts Are My Favorite Thing. And the character is like obsessed with boobs. And it's like, it's a funny series and it's enjoyable, but the, the main character is just obsessed with so it's like it's sort of like it just they become kind of one note and that's not the case yeah yeah and i like that um like her smell has been uh obviously a point of anxiety for her for the longest time she goes to all these lengths to try to smell uh at least neutral to other people and then she finds this person who accepts that smell and likes the smell so um no, you're right. This is getting weirder and weirder as I keep talking, but um, it's cute. Trust us. <laughs> yeah, I would have to agree. Um, but I think that closes us out for this week. Um, where can we find you all online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Wandering Dreamer, where I am probably shirking my writing responsibilities because just so many reviews, just so many. But when I am putting out reviews, you can read them over at the OASG got like four going up this week god help me and you can also find me on the oasg podcast we took a little break for january and now we're going to start recording again and just there's a lot that's been going on in january just in the anime manga world you know like even ignoring the rest of the world it took a lot this month <laughs> uh you can find me on twitter at impassion uh community of Xbox, i guess um, you can find me on Twitter at Mangiorent. I'm still alive and I haven't figured out any other sign off. Um, and then I have absolutely no idea how to close out the end of the show. So I will let Corey do that because I've totally forgotten how to do that. <laughs> yeah, you can find, uh, oh, and occasionally I invite myself onto Corey's other podcast, the Taiku Podcast. True. Um, yeah, uh, the next episode will actually include Helen. We're going to be talking about DPS only, a uh, webcomic. Uh, but yeah, well, you can find this podcast on Twitter at Manga in Your Ears, and you can find all of our episodes over at TaikuPodcast.com. It's T-A-I-I-K-U. Um, and I think that's it. Yep, I think that closes us out. We will see you all next time with more manga. Probably not about people sweating, but you never know. <laughs> I'm going to be really surprised if either of our choices next time involve people sweating. No. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Here? 
hear this, I'm not only Kira, but I am also God of the New World. Kira has become law in the world we now live. He's the one who's maintaining order. I have become justice. The only hope for mankind. <laughs> Kill me? Is that really the right thing to do? Since Kira's appearance six years ago, wars have stopped, and global crime rates have been reduced by over 70%. But it's not enough. This world is still rotten. With too many rotten people. Somebody has to do this! And when I first got that notebook all those years ago, I knew I had to do it. No, I was the only one who could. I understood that killing people was a crime. There was no other way the world had to be fixed! The purpose given to me! <laughs> only I could do it. can create a new world is me.